Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm good, man. No problems. Good. How was your uh, Halloween? I watched the movie you told me to watch. Oh, yeah. You watched Talk to Me. Talk to Me. Um, It's tough because, so I recommended it to you yesterday, and then you texted me last night. You're about to pay to rent it. It's not like it was just streaming for free. I told you you probably have to pay to rent it. And then you said, I think your text said, Laszlo said, am I really going to like it? It was one of those. Like, mm-hmm. he was about to rent it. It's on the like, thing. Like, am I really going to like, like it? All right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, will I really like it? And I was like, well, I don't know. We don't always agree on movies. And also with scary movies, they can be, I mean, you can have a scary movie that gets great reviews that people hate, including myself. And, you know, like my brothers and I will bitch about some movie that got great reviews while other people say it's great. Seems to happen a lot with scary movies, and also, what does it mean to be a scary movie? Is it actually scary? Is it unsettling? Is it like a horror comedy? You know, is it a gore movie like Saw? There's so many things that get put under that umbrella of horror movies, but I felt like when it comes to newer ones over the years, and there's been, it seems like every year there's a couple that get really good reviews, and within, you know, this last year, it's been this Australian movie, Talk to Me, and so when we watched it, I was like, okay, you know what? That was good, but then I'm also thinking... Like before October even starts, I start watching scary movies basically one a night, sometimes two a night, sometimes three on the weekends, where I'll just watch a ton of them. Right. And I see so many bad ones. And, and ones that people liked, even some, some classics that I'm just like, I'm ready for this to be over. You know what I mean? Right. So I thought, well, maybe that kind of colored my opinion about Talk to Me because I thought, okay, that seemed like well, a I thought good it was like a original. Movie. Okay, good. I'm glad. I thought at the end. I wasn't confused by what happened. Don't get me wrong. She's dead, and the, oh, the surprise, is the surprise ending here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Spoiler. Okay. Alert. Well, it's been out for a while, hasn't it? 
Well, I think, but I mean, like, you still have to rent to you know, okay. pay to rent it. I think. Uh, yeah, we have Sorry if I ruined it for anybody. No, well, I don't think that you totally gave away exactly what that means. There's no context, okay. so because people die throughout the movie. Well, that's true. Yeah, I thought the ending was cool. Actually, um, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where I felt like, oh, I, I should have seen that coming, and I didn't. But it wasn't one of those. Yeah, I thought it was. It's good. not like the Sixth Sense, where you're like this whole time there's been a, you know, it wasn't no, that. No, it wasn't that. It was just a kind of a a trick ending yeah. at the end. I kind thought it was of. a very good but ending. It wasn't even really a trick ending. No, it was just a good ending. It, yeah. I mean, endings, <clears throat> even of great movies, are you know tough. It's tough to just end a movie. Well, this is where we end. You know, oh, I'm crying at the grave right. or whatever. He's like, do you end it here? Are you gonna go on? So I thought that was a good ending. I, yeah. I, I liked it, but yeah, I thought overall I can see why people like it so much. And why it got such great well, reviews. I thought it was good. And, yeah. Because there's there some of those, like, people love the Jordan Peele movies. And, like, Get Out, when that came out, right, I mean, everyone acted that. like it was the greatest movie made in 30 years. And maybe not even just scary movie, but just great movie. And so I was excited. I saw it in theaters. And I thought it was good. But I was surprised by how good people said it was. And then I realized, you know what? As I'm reading people discuss this movie, and they're talking about how it does a good job of being kind of a metaphor for the black experience sure. in America. I'm like, well, you know what? I wouldn't understand that. Sure. So that just, you know, it's like when a comedian is doing jokes about divorce, and you're like, well, that's not funny. Well, you haven't been through a divorce. Sure. Maybe you've been through a divorce, you would have. But I do like his, Jordan Peele's movies. I liked Us, which I think might, that might be people's least favorite, but I like that one. And then I have to admit the Nope movie, the Alien one, I, again, kind of over my head a little bit. I had to, like, look that up and something about how Hollywood treats people. I think how Hollywood treats black actors. I'm not really sure. Well, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 98%. Which one? Are we talking about Get Out? Get Out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, for a long time, it was 100%. There was nothing negative being said about it. And it was just, that, you know, that word of mouth. It was more than just word of mouth, yeah. though, because it was I mean, I thought huge. it was good. I, you know. <clears throat> Those expectations sometimes, though, can mess with you. Because, like, this is going to be great. And then you're like, okay, those... It was pretty good, and you're looking yeah. back like I, I would if you just shown me this movie and I'd heard nothing about it and said what are the reviews? I'd say, well, I'm sure in Rotten Tomatoes it's got to be probably at least seventy percent, something like that. I don't know. This is the most talked about. It's at a hundred percent. People love it. There's not a negative thing being said. Like, oh, okay. Like some people really loved Midsummer. Um, that was you know it's in. I saw it this week in the last couple of weeks on all these lists of like greatest of all time. I thought that movie was like hilarious in an unintentional way i don't think it was maybe it was meant to be somewhat funny i don't think so you know chucky's supposed to be funny right i don't think midzomar was supposed to be funny but i thought it was funny you didn't see that I, one no, though, right I, never, I don't watch much of that stuff yeah i it's like when you were a kid and you saw a scary movie that feeling that, that primal feeling of fear it's it's a real thing you know you're experiencing this well, the real problem with thing. like some of these i guess i go into them and i think you know you want to be scared like, like you did when you were well, a kid. That, That's part I of it. I feel like, like in Get Out and some of the other stuff and even A Quiet Place or whatever, mm -hmm. I always feel like I want to, like I start them with the idea like I need to figure these out. And so I'm always, I know some people can just watch them and let it play through, but my mind is working in oh, a like way. Like they're all like, mystery puzzles. Yeah, like how, right, how am I going to figure this out? And if it's too obvious. Like who's the killer? Right. Like, all right, what's this? So I'm always like putting, especially in scary movies, I'm always mm -hmm. putting it together like, yeah. All right, what happened here? Yeah. And so a lot of those, you know, I find myself like, all right, well, either it doesn't matter who it is. Well, that's, that's when you know. Or you just like, know right care. away. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I get this. And whenever, when there's so many red herrings and so many, then you're just like, it doesn't matter. There's no reason to even try and predict this because 
they are throwing so many red herrings out right. here purposefully that then at the end it'll randomly be, you know, the cameraman that we saw in one scene earlier. It doesn't matter. And then I feel like I've been cheated because, you know, you wanted me to waste my time trying to figure this out when you weren't really giving me clues. You were right. That's what just giving me, me about, red herrings. You know, so why, you know, like I like the Scream movies a lot. Me too. Because they do like you a lot a of misdirection. Job. I think I've got it. And I'm like, oh, maybe not. So I like those. That's my know? favorite for scary movie franchise. And it's not scary, but, you know, no, like, but I like the mystery of it. So that's yes. why I like, they don't have to be scary, but I like mysteries or dramas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I watch that. Like, all right, let me try to figure this out. Yeah. And they're just good. I mean, right. even the ones that people didn't love at first, like. I think the the if, when you go through those articles that show the screen movies, all of them now in order, I usually see two or three at the bottom of the the list, saying that that those were the worst. But even two and three now, you go back and watch, they're not that bad. Part four that came out like ten years ago, the last one Wes Craven did I watched was them all. great. I they were great. Yeah, and the new ones are good. It's yeah. uh, it's it's a good franchise. But again, it's like I, don't, I liked it last night. I don't know that as I didn't an think adult, there was anything. That, I guess what surprised me at the end. Was I was like, oh, right, I got to go back and figure what exactly happened here mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like I needed to figure anything out the whole time. Right, it wasn't so a It mystery. was all very surface yeah, value. No, they, you know yeah, what I mean? So at the end, I was like, wait, did they try to pull one over on me? Yeah, it was just a I surprise. Think about like, oh, that. Oh, right. Oh, I know. That was it. I then I was it. like, oh, I should go back and watch the last 10 minutes again. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because I'm like, I, mean, I, I, guess I didn't it, pick it up. If you looked away or something and you missed something, then you might be a little confused. Yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't pick it up. Yeah. But I'm no, like, okay. it, it does, it's definitely not one where they're trying to get you to solve right. a puzzle. But it's just hard to find movies that, as an adult, especially when you watch a ton of them, that actually scare you. And you're never going to have that feeling again like you did when you were a kid. You're never probably going to watch a movie late at night and then go to bed, and it's dark, and you're on edge because you just watched this unsettling movie. The only movie. ones that come close are those, you know, I guess, home invasion movies. Right. They which, will, like Last House on the Left or whatever, the, the, the remake and the original. Yes. Those are enough to, like... I. It can happen. Not only that, but I think you lock your door. If you don't, if you don't normally lock your doors... So if a movie can make me do something I don't normally do, which is double-check my door wall. Right. That's, that's, what, that's a good thing. Like, yeah. That's a good thing. Check your locks. Absolutely. Right. Make sure that your doors are closed. Right. Then you're like, okay, this, that worked. Yeah. But as you get older... You the, try to tell yourself, I'm not going to check. Nothing's going to happen. Right. But it is on your mind. But then you're like... Mm. And that... No, what was that noise? <laughs> then you're right. like, all right, you know what? Let me just go lock that door. Why yeah. Why then then it did its right. job, it did for its sure. Job, right. But when you get older, it sucks. But the movies that scary is you watch some movie about some guy in his 40s, you know, dying of cancer or having a heart attack or whatever. Now that ends up messing with you because you're laying in bed and I'm like, oh my God, what if I'm sick? And those aren't meant to be scary movies. They're meant to be sad, you know, dramas about life right. and an existentialism. But those are the movies now that when they're done, I'm like, oh man, I feel like my heart's not beating at the right speed. But I feel like even though Halloween's over, I'm still going to give the, I've still got at least like 20 movies, scary movies that I want to watch this year. I'm just going to keep going. I like right. it. That's to me now that's become my whole, uh, tradition at, at halloween is to just watch scary movies and they make so many of them and all the streaming services put so many of them up and they organize them you know they all have a section and a lot of times they'll put newer ones up hulu waited but they put that one that was just in theaters up i don't know if it was up before yesterday but they it was up yesterday the one with tina fey and um i don't know the guy's name but it was the one where they're in venice and it's like uh, one of those, you know, they, they're having seances. I don't know if you saw the trailer for it, and there were ghosts. And that was just in theaters, which is the other nice thing about streaming. I don't know that one. Is that every now and then you're not expecting a movie what to come straight to streaming. Tina Fey? Yeah, uh, it's there in Venice. Someone on Twitch, let's see. Someone on Twitch know what it's called. I did not watch it. I, I turned it on to watch it, 
And then I was like, you a know haunting what? in Venice. A haunting in Venice. There you go. Yeah. yeah, and that was in theaters for a while. I wasn't expecting it to pop up streaming already, okay. but I'm good with that because I do still like the idea of movies going to theaters, even yeah. though I don't go as often as I should, and and making them feel valuable. You know, just like how music used to feel valuable sure. when you had to purchase it uh, in sure. a physical form, and then you have to wait a little bit. If you don't go see it in the theaters, you got to wait. But wait. now you don't have to wait at least a lot Not of times. Long. You don't have to wait seven months. Anyway, like, well, I liked it. I I'm glad you liked it. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Did the boys have a good Halloween? Did they do anything? Your oldest is probably just like, it's another he day. He had friends over. Oh, he did? Okay. They were downstairs. I don't know. Yeah. I watched a scary movie or something. I just left them alone. I ordered them pizza and boom. Okay. Put on- Perfect. And your youngest? He went over to Buddy's house. Oh, he didn't go door to door? a bunch of kids from the football team. I think they went door to door. Oh, okay. Good. Good. I had a lot of kids. I yep. had to go get more candy. I had a lot of kids. so I did the pop out. thing, and I had uh, my next-door neighbor came over, and I saw him, like, shuffling around outside. I thought, maybe I'm out of pop or whatever. There was one of the what, little kid there. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, man, grab as many pops as you want. And then his dad reached around the corner, and he's like, you can take them. And, you know, so he was trying yeah. to take pops. And he goes, man, it was such a good idea. He's like, we were standing out here, and um, three Groups of teenagers came by and they said, oh, we always got to go to this guy's house. He's got the pop. Boom. There you go. Boom. Got to figure it out. Got to be the pop guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I figured out what my thing's going to be next year. What? Because I was running low on candy. I go in the kitchen. Hand jobs. Well, no, maybe not <laughs> yet. Uh, I don't know how that would go over. Hmm? But I ran to the kitchen to look for more candy, which we always have candy in the house, at least some. But what we had was a bunch of those... Uh, you know, portion-controlled rolls of Oreos, the ones you buy at the gas station because Brooke mm-hmm. likes Oreos. So I'll keep them around. So they're double-stuffed Oreos, and I had, like, the regular ones and the vanilla ones. And I had, like, five packs of those that were sitting in a bowl that were meant for her, but I was like, I'll throw these in. When those showed up in the candy bowl, kids were like, uh, can I have that pack of Oreos? And I was like, you sure can. And then there the next one, well, can I have one? Absolutely. So I thought, that's easy enough. Easy. I'll just buy a big thing. That's a big, you know, thing because I don't know. There's like ten cookies in there or whatever. And if they were that excited about it, boom. And how much is found it? Found my thing. They're kind of expensive. I think if you were to buy them at the gas station, they're a couple dollars a piece. But I bet I could buy them online in Costco, bulk. Costco, I bet. Yep, Costco maybe or mm-hmm. Sam's Club. I'll bet I could buy them in bulk. So I'm th- the pop's easy, man. Yeah, pop, I just, because we, we almost I just did went it. on the Instacart app and they had like a bunch of twelve packs for sale, like four bucks. Yeah, I bought like fifteen of them. Yep. And I have a, I mean, I'm going to drink whatever they don't take, so yep, I just yep. put it in the kitchen. But I didn't use it. I was like 50 bucks all in or something. We thought about it. My buddy Chalen was over because he mm-hmm. was walking around and saw us at the front door, so he just uh, popped in and was sitting there while kids were trick-or-treating. And I was, as I was running low, I was like, well, Lazo does pop. I was like, I, you know, we've, got, we've just grocery shopped. I could go in there and get pop. But So I have a lot of carbonated water, and then the only pop, I, which I can't give, and but then the only pop I have is I have a bunch of diet root beer and Chandler's mm. like you can't give diet root beer. <laughs> no, that's. And I was horrible. like, no, you're right. I don't I have do anything like the Fanta, with sugar. Like I get all the Fanta grape, yeah. Fanta orange, you know, stuff they wouldn't normally yeah. get. And then Sometimes, a bunch of Sprite for some reason. Yes, we usually have Sprite, but we didn't get Sprite that much. Yeah, so I was like, well, I can't hand out the diet root beer. We're gonna have to make a candy run. But it was good. It looked like kids were having mm-hmm. fun. I saw the older kids that you had do- talked about. Yep. Looked like they were old enough to drive. Maybe but sure. I don't care. Hey, happy yep. Halloween. Have fun. One thing though that I will say is I would I would say estimate that at least half, possibly over half, of the kids that came to my door were in no noticeable costume. They had their coats on. They had their back. Now maybe well, there was something under the coat, but like no masks. Now some of the kids did about half of them, but I would say half of them just looked like they threw on their coat and went out trick or treating. I thought that was odd because when I went trick or treating, yeah, I, I don't but remember I anyone say it going. Might have been just cold. Yeah, maybe, but it's always cold. I didn't go to the door. Yeah, 
So you didn't see. I, well, I have the ring. The, so it'd be like someone's at your door. Then I would just say, you know, hey, happy Halloween. And they'd be like, happy yeah. Halloween. And I'd be like, help yourself. I yeah. just didn't get up. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, of which, I have a story to tell you here in a minute. Okay. Because uh, we've always been kind of uh, like, you know, I had an Alexa for half a second and we just didn't use it that often. So it got like one of the Alexa dots. And so we unplugged right. it. I had it hooked up, turn on the lights and all that. And I was like, you know what? Our house is so small, we don't need this thing listening all the time. So we unplugged it. We've never had any cameras. Never, we've always been kind of like, you know, man, why do so many people have ring doorbells? We're on camera every time we walk the dog. It's so weird. But it's a lost battle. I mean, people love their cameras, and it seems like about half or sure. most people at this point are pro-camera. But we've just been like, we're not getting cameras. We don't do the Alexa thing, whatever. Uh, well, I ordered a camera last night. Nice. Yeah, well... I'll tell you why. This is a okay. pretty, it's an embarrassing story, but that's what we got to do we'll here. I, I can't keep that stuff secret. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. How are you? I'm good. I, all right. So I do have a story that I want to tell you here in a second. I saw the Raiders fire their coach. And their general manager? Yeah. Huh? Right? I don't, how many games do they want? Right Two? after, look at that. Look what the lines are doing to people. Let me see. We Raiders. used to do that. Well, actually, we never did that. We just keep really bad people around for a long time. I was going to say, who are the people that were constantly getting fired? Because it seemed like you complained no, we, that the people stuck around longer than we they did. should. It's true. Going into the season, people thought they might be okay. Or was that last year? I think this year. Right? Yeah, new coach. They had Garoppolo, Devontae Adams. They've and, got some pieces there. I don't know. And I don't think, I don't understand why that guy can't seem to be a head coach. I guess maybe all those guys weren't so good. At re- like, more of this just shows that maybe Brady's a really, really good quarterback. Yeah, that's been a key takeaway and from a lot of these that, updates. Uh, video? If you get a chance to Google it, it's Brady and Belichick talking about how to deal with the Ravens' defense. No. It's Brady and Belichick, and they're looking at a the computer, they're watching film together, and then Brady's like, well, what if we did this? And then Ed Reed would do this, and then we would do that, and then we would do this, and then we could run a little thing like this across the middle, then Ed would be all the way over here, and then Ray would do this, and then Belichick's like, yeah, that's a really good idea. And, you're like, and I'm hmm. like, hmm. <laughs> what is the coach's job? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, well, that's interesting. Not that if you're a head coach and you have someone like him, you don't listen to him. I'm sure Andy Reed, they... Andy Reid listens to Mahomes, you know what I mean? But it was a little eye-opening. Whose defense? You said they were talking about the Ravens? Yeah. Um, You know, I wonder when a quarterback is that good, when a player is that good, but especially a quarterback, and you're the coach, I just imagine that what your job becomes, more so than actually devising a game plan, if Brady's going to be the one to do that, is to keep Brady happy. Is oh, yeah. to make sure that you know he wants to play for the team and that he's not yeah. angry with the organization right. and that he likes sure. you. There's a lot think, of that, I think. Yeah, anytime there's celebrity involved, I just imagine that there's or you know a big level of success. I just imagine that that becomes a part of your job. Is this it? Brady tells Belichick how to play Ed Reed. Yeah, you could put you know Julian on the inside because Ed's going to be driving. Yep. You know, and then when you break back out high to the flag. If that corner starts running high for the backside post, then you can throw the flag, too. Oh, you're saying let Ed dive on it and then bring it back out? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let Ed take it, and then when Ed takes it, that he, then the Z whips it back to the... Right, 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 I guess. To the flag. And Belichick's writing that what? down. Yeah. He's writing it down. And then Ed's kind of in no man's land. Then you have everything. Right. And then Randy's in a tight split. And then you can run them back on a cross across the field if it's like one cover. Right. You know, maybe have two plays like that in the plan mm-hmm. that take advantage of, you know, figuring out what they're running. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, let me just... just I love writing, the way he says, yeah, it's a good idea. And everybody's yeah. like, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it sure is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I came sure up with is. it. You know, with Brady being as competitive as he is, one of those people that we've talked about, I know that after football, a lot of these guys go do TV 
Uh, that that seems to be like the main thing is like, can I get a job on TV? And they right. keep adding seats to those halftime shows. Like, yeah, we right. got to fit a couple more guys here who needed a job. So it does seem like those jobs are out there or they they create them. But with his love of competitiveness, could, could you see him being a coach? I could. I, I mean, I just don't know. It's it would be a huge be commitment hard for him because. Well, I've told the story before, but. I when I worked in radio in Florida, I knew Steve Spurrier a little bit, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say knew him, but a lot of guys that I worked for and with were like because uh, I worked in sports. They were like the play by play guys for Florida, and they did. Uh, they all went to Florida, and they all graduated from Florida, so they were all boosters. And one of the guys now is the play by play guy for the Jags, and like so, they were okay. all just really plugged in. And a lot of times they would have lunch with Spurrier, and I would go. And one time Spurrier told me that he, when he started, he would ruin quarterbacks' careers. And he had to learn because the quarterback would come off the field after throwing an interception or not making a play and be like, what are you doing? Right. It's not that hard. When the safety does this, you do this because he was so good at it. And he's like, it's really hard for – he's like, that's why a lot of people who are great at football or great at baseball – or any sport aren't, don't make great coaches because they don't understand. They don't why understand you're struggling why you can't. Why are you struggling mm-hmm. with this? And we just get mad and we're like, that kid's not any good. Yeah, why aren't you and we bench him, seeing? bench him, and we find somebody else. He's like, when what we really have to say is like that. He's not seeing it like you are. Yeah. He's like, and it took me a long time to figure out, like, okay, I got to be a little bit more patient with this kid because he doesn't see the field like I do. I think that would be hard for Brady, like. When Ed, like what he just said, when Ed does this, and then when he cuts to the flag, and I feel like a guy would be like, what? Yeah. And he's like, Jesus Christ, take a seat. Yeah. And then I you, think it would be really hard. You, get, you, you got the Jets quarterback or whatever, and he's right. trying to work with him. And right. I can only imagine. I would think also just, but if this goes back to our way of thinking, which they don't have, but just the time commitment and the amount of work when you're as wealthy and successful. I you think know, go you'd like TV. that but part I of it. I think these guys like him and maybe even Peyton, but certainly Brady, I think, might like that. Seems I still want to stay why, busy and be competitive. I don't see why Michigan doesn't bring him on as like assistant QB coach, assistant offensive coordinator, because then at that point, what quarterback do you not get in the country Who wants to, to come, come play? play for you? Yeah. Like, you're just like, hey, well, the, you could go, I don't know, wherever. The highest paid quarterback coach. Or you coach could in the world. come and learn how to play quarterback from Jim Harbaugh, who played 14 years, and then the greatest of all time, Brady. So they'd probably pay him more than quarterback coaches in the NFL, right. and on Let's top of, but it would also not only pay him more than they do the NFL, but then it would also have to be that Brady wants to do it, right? Because it's you know they couldn't and afford just, him actually. I mean, but, when you go to recruit a kid and Brady shows up at your house, like, hey, yeah, I'm um, Tom Brady, and they're like, yeah, we know. yeah, that's why we're that's why we're here, coach, right. ready to learn, ready to right. learn. All right, I've got to tell you this story that yes. happened to me yesterday. The reason that I bought a home security camera, and it's real embarrassing. I thought about not telling it, okay. but I'm going to tell it, and I'll tell you we'll here in a second. Next. The Church of Laszlo. Yo! Yo! What's going on, kid? All right, so I've got this. Oh, you, got, you bought a camera, story. finally. Yeah. So we've been kind of, uh, you know, not into the whole security camera thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, you know, I'm not, like, super angry about it, but... I remember like 20 years ago when they tell the stories about over in the UK, they had all these cameras everywhere. Everyone's on CCTV, and I thought, well, I'm glad they don't do that here. And I even remember seeing one of the first traffic light cameras being put up in my neighborhood uh, however many years ago, a long, long time ago. And I was so mad about it that I wrote a letter to the mm. senator about cameras and like, what will this be used for and why are they there and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously, and I just thought it's filming all of us as we drive through here. It might be looking at license plates. I don't know what it's doing. Of course, cameras now are everywhere, and when police want to solve a crime, all they have to do is go to a neighborhood, and they're like, yo, sure. show me your camera. 
I would say we're getting to the point where, depending on the neighborhood, maybe the majority of houses have some sort of ring doorbell or nest or blink or whatever, right? But uh, we didn't have it, and we kind of said like we wouldn't do it. But again, not totally dug in on this one. But then yesterday, uh, I had, as far as I know, my first package stolen, which I'm sure is the reason a lot of people end up getting cameras, right? But this is kind of unique because we were waiting on a couple of deliveries yesterday, way more than usual. I mean, we can go a couple of weeks without getting anything delivered. But it just so happened there were a few things. Brooke had like two things she was waiting on. I had a couple things. And we also had groceries that got delivered uh-huh. yesterday morning. So lots of deliveries. So, you know, depending on the delivery service, they will send you a picture of where they put the package. And I... Uh, last night, I'm like, you know, I'm still missing this one thing. So I go back and I look and it says it was delivered today. I was like, oh, hey, is there another package here somewhere? She's like, well, I gave you the only packages. Uh, got the meal replacement powder. You got the, okay. And I'm like, yeah, no, there should have been a, like a box. He's like, I don't remember. So I, I look at the picture and I see where they put it. And I'm upset about where they put it because usually when they send me the picture, they might put it behind the storm door. They might put it underneath the porch swing. A lot of times what they do is they just put it behind the main post over the okay. uh, porch there. So they can walk it right in front of the door. <clears throat> yeah, and sometimes they might do that. But uh, a lot of times they will try and kind of put it somewhere where you don't necessarily see it if you're walking down the street. And I know that it was delivered in the morning. I'm looking at it now and I'm breaking it down. Okay, what time was it delivered? It was there in the morning. W- Brooke was checking for packages over and over and over again. So how could we have missed it? Well, then I look at the time and it was pretty early. It was, you know, somewhere probably around nine o'clock in the morning thinking, man, there are people outside of the house, but most of them at that time are people taking their kids to the Christian school sure, across okay. the street. And, I, you know, I'm just saying, they're, they're mostly like preschool moms. They don't seem like people that are going to be porch pirates, right? Right. And it's never been an issue in the past. But I am upset about where this package was placed because what this person did was they set the package literally right in the very middle, middle of the front of the steps. So almost... It's almost in front of the porch. It's basically, you know, like between the walkway and the porch, just put on the top step right in the middle. If you were trying to find, like, where will people see this the easiest, that would be it. Now, normally that wouldn't bother me except this one went missing. So now, of course, I'm critiquing this person's delivery right. skills. Like, why would you do that? They usually put it behind something. And then we started thinking and we remembered something. We had groceries mm-hmm. delivered yesterday morning. And we know what time roughly the groceries are supposed to be delivered. You're starting you, to put this together, you huh? Pick, you pick a time. And the thing is, Brooke noticed that the groceries were being delivered before. I'm just looking at the text updates on my phone. They say, you know, it should be there soon. So I knew that. But I wasn't, like, checking out the window. Brooke was because she was waiting on a different delivery. And also, just where she sits, she can kind of see out the front window. And if she might see a shadow or something moving out there. And so she did, thought it was her package probably, and goes, oh, it's the person delivering groceries. But as I'm talking to her about this and I'm asking, did you see anything? She goes, you know, now... Come to think of it, she's like, I saw that person as they were walking up. What person? The delivery person, the grocery, the grocery person. delivery person. As they were delivering, like, because the, they had, he, he had to make a, a few trips. Sure. It was quite a bit of stuff. And she's like, he was coming up with the first bags. I mean, I saw the first things that had been put down were right there. And I will say that first time that he went back to his car, it looked like he was running. And she's like, but, because I kind of opened the door. And as soon as I did that, it seemed like he started to run. She's like, I didn't. Th- I did think something of it at first because, like, whoa, why is this person running? And then I just thought, oh, he's just trying to hurry to get the groceries. 
See, but now that I think about it, as he was dropping all that stuff off, I didn't see him running back to the car every subsequent time, right? And, okay. she, and she's like, and it was enough that I made note to think, oh, this person is running away from me. What's going on? <clears throat> but again, wouldn't have thought of it until now that we realize this package is gone. So now I'm thinking the delivery person went there. This was the package was delivered really shortly before the groceries came. We're talking within the hour. So unless a, the first porch pirate of my life happened in that 45-minute window, then this grocery delivery person would have been the first one to see this package. Okay. And then Brooke opens the door, and this guy goes running. So now I'm convinced that – I shouldn't say convinced, but I'd say I, I'd be happy to put some money on it that he was the one who took it. It just adds up. The running, right. the timing, all that stuff. The thing is, what was in the damn package? Pantyhose. No, I mean that would have made me, that would have made me angry, but because I you know uh, yes okay I do order pantyhose from and from Europe and, and stuff like that ball and, and gags shoes, and sex masks th- th- we we don't order ball gags and sex masks okay and well I'm not against them but generally speaking I got enough already if I was going to go get something like that I would just go to Cirilla's it's right next door. And I just go in there, grab it. Because, you know, if you want something like that, it's probably because you're horny. And if you're horny, you're horny now, right? Like, ah, I want a vibrator. I'm going to go get it. And then since I got the store right there, I can just go get it instead of waiting for a delivery. So for stuff like that, I would just run there. You know, lube, whatever. And if we needed a dildo, I go get a dildo. Uh, I don't know if she has it. I assume she has a dildo somewhere. I know she has a vibrator. Maybe she has a dildo. But it's not. We don't have a collection of them somewhere in the house. Okay. We have a collection of nylons and stuff like that. But we don't have a lot of sex toys. So... I've always wanted, we've talked about wanting to get one of those damned things that, you, that can connect to your phone remotely, and then no matter where you are, when you've got the app on your phone, you can control this vibrator that she's wearing. And they're like, so it was exp- a vibrator. Yes, and they're like expensive. It's one of those remote-controlled ones, and I've it seen looks it. kind of funny. It's like a little thing that goes in your panties or whatever, and then and you're she's out gro- supposed at to the leave it store on. And you hit it. Bam. I can hit the button whenever. Sure, it's like a shock collar for a puppy. Right, and and I, we've discussed this for a long time. I've looked at them at Cirillas, right? Or you go out to dinner, you know, like when they advertise them, they show people at dinner, and then the the woman's like, oh, you know, while she's trying to eat her food, and we've always said like, oh, that would be fun, but they are kind of expensive, whatever. And we just never, we never got one. Like I said, we don't have a lot of sex toys. We have what are sex toys to us, which is like clothing, lingerie. But we don't. People have sex on the Twitter are saying that they're going to tell God on you. <laughs> well, God already knows. No, I don't know about that. So I mean, he can see everything. He may not want to. It was also supposed to be a surprise. I didn't tell her that I ordered this thing. And I, like I said, I don't. I went through a phase where I ordered a lot of stuff online, but I don't order a lot of stuff online anymore because I've gotten much better about you know not spending that kind of money. On just stuff I don't need. But this was one of those things where I was like, all right, I'm just going to get it. I'm going to surprise her. I did a lot of research to find this thing. Sure. And also, I think as far as I know, because I've never had a porch pirate, I think there's no like refunds. You can't tell Amazon like, well, there's the picture of it on my front step, but I never got it. I assume they're just like tough, tough luck. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe I'm not, not positive. Maybe someone knows. I did put a little thing in there that said I, I was displeased with where it was left. You can go in and say, you know, was there something wrong with the product, with the delivery? And right. I, I said, complain about delivery. You know, I wasn't thrilled about where they left it right And then the they look thing. at what it is, and they're like, you left it in her vagina. <laughs> right. So that's part of the that's problem. That's where you put it. Is that they're, they're, they're probably thinking, well, this person, you know, of all the things to get stolen. But here's the other thing. The person who now, stole it. Now, what is it? Is it an actual vibrator? It, it looks like. I will but just, is it a vibrator or just like an AirTag for a vibrator? No, it is a, it is a toy. It is a vibrator. Okay, got it. And it's got like uh, pieces that, honestly, when I look at it, 
because sure I'm dumb, do? I'm like, I'm not exactly sure where that goes. But I think a woman does when sure. she sees it. Like, oh, and on the advertisement for it, on the listing, it gives you like a little illustration. You know, this is where you put it. This is how you use it. And it can be used either this way or this way. I'm like, ah, the woman's body is still kind of a mystery to me, but sure. whatever. So the person who took it, whoever it was, when they opened it, I'm sure they had a good laugh. Like, ha. But the other thing here is if it was the grocery delivery person. Mm-hmm. Who took this thing and then got in his car and then opened it up and then saw that, which he could be mad. Maybe I didn't tip him enough, right, on the grocery delivery. I don't know. Like, maybe he thought, okay. oh, you know what, a I'll just take the package. If it was him, I feel like I can't order groceries from this place anymore because the same person has delivered groceries, I would say, if not half the time, 33% of the time. I've seen this person. He must be like his neighborhood sure. that he delivers to. And now I'm like, you know, we use this service, but I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I don't know why. Why can't he, you do it? Because he stole something or because he knows you both, have a vibrator? Both. He stole, and then also he opened it up, and now you know he's having a good chuckle about us. And anytime I order groceries, you know, I don't know, maybe he's even religious and morally against it and thinks these people well, are disgusting. So well, that's true. I don't know what religion condones that, but uh, yeah. I just feel like the whole thing, so now it's like not only do I... Not want to say, hey, Amazon, where's my remote controlled vibrator? Because I don't want to bring any more attention to it than I already have. But I also feel like I don't really want this person who knows that about us coming back to the house. You know? He knows too much about us. Look, everyone knows that you masturbate now, you have sex now. Like, people know those things are going on, but you don't need to like see it. And for him to open the toy is, is a form of him seeing it. He, he's seen it. He knows. And, and if he's not doing that kind of stuff at home, he may be judgmental. Like, ugh, God, you know, mm. deviance, whatever. Who knows? Maybe he put it in his Maybe wife. he's using it. Maybe she's. Maybe his wife is using it. I don't know. The point is, I'm still, while I don't get as embarrassed uh, as easily as some people might, partially because of who I am and because of this job, I, I still can be a little bit embarrassed. And the thought of this guy dropping off Diet A&W again in the future, me being like, hey, buddy, and he knows that I ordered those things, and he's thinking that I don't know that he stole it, but in my mind, I'm like, I know you took that thing. It just feels like I can't order the groceries, and on top of that, I immediately say, you know what? Because I, I'm now, I am now assuming that this guy did it. I've just decided that. I have to get a camera. So I ordered one of those cameras that you don't need a subscription for, that you just put, you know, it's an outdoor camera, put it out front, claims you can read license plate numbers from this far away, whatever. I just need to see who's stealing stuff off the right. porch. But if I'd had it, if it was someone else, then I wouldn't have to worry about the grocery delivery. And of all the things to get stolen, of all the things, I had shaving cream delivered yesterday, mm-hmm. right? I had uh, probably would have been laundry, with that. laundry detergent uh, delivered. I had uh, what else did I have? I had a um, uh, uh, little shower Bluetooth speaker thing because ours broke. Mm. Delivered. I had a pack of uh, chargers for you know the different uh, connections for charging different devices. Of all the things, and if you go throughout the last week and look at all the stuff, of all the things to get stolen off the porch, this is the one. And if it wasn't him, what if the it was a neighbor? Was, you think it was labeled at all? When you open it? No. In oh, the like box. on the outside? On the package? No, I could see the picture, and it was in one of those Amazon bags, you know? Mm. It's like there's a box inside, and they've just loosely wrapped it in one of those bags and put the shipping sticker on it. It didn't say – there's no way it said anything on the outside of that bag. He would have had to open the bag, and I imagine when he opens it up, there's a saran wrap box, and the box probably showed exactly what it was with a picture of it and everything. It said, welcome to Kinky Town, or whatever it said. <laughs> and uh, now well, that person knows. And if it wasn't him, and it was a neighbor or something, well, God, it's like, who was it? You know, it's the not knowing. Who, who is it? So now I'm like, well, just put it out there. I'll just put it out there on the air because at this point, it could be a neighbor 
or, or someone, and if they did it, and they think, boy, I've got this dirt on this person. Well, well now you don't. Because now I've told everybody. Well, I don't think anybody would be shocked if we said you and your girlfriend had well, but, the electric dog collar of sex toys. Not you guys, though, but neighbors might. They don't know ah, me, whatever. Please. I, you know, they know no, very you little. Girl, I, look, I'm not going to, I don't want to say anything, okay? Which, there's two things here. That part, you're in the middle of the summertime. By the way, I like it. Your girlfriend's real hot. I ask for uh, pictures all the time from her. I, you know, I enjoy uh, you uh, having her as a girlfriend. But I don't have to live with her, and uh, you know, I get some of the benefits of mm-hmm. being your buddy. I love it. But in the middle of the summertime, she will go out with you because you forced her to put on cut-off jeans. I don't force her. Okay, and nylons. She wears summer pantyhose, which are cooling. They okay, cool you off okay. up, up to seven but degrees. But not every girl is going out in boots and nylons and cut-off jeans with their boyfriend to worlds of fun. I get it. Okay, so I'm just saying, just, just hear me out. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying anybody who lives close to you has already made a judgment. Yes, They're already but- like, one, wow, they're kinky. Two... I wish she would do that. Three, I'm glad he doesn't ask me to do that. Four, I wish you would ask me to do that. Don't know. Don't know, but they've already decided on that. That is obvious. But you're take, you're all, you also have a nylon fetish like I do, so you're already thinking that when someone wears cut-off jeans and pantyhose, that that's somehow Boom. sexier than not Stop. wearing pantyhose. Stop. Whereas a lot of people Stop. don't think no. of it that way. Stop. They have no idea. Stop. That's people, the beauty of Stop. it. People know. It's not the beauty of it. People know. If they listen to the show, they, they know. know. They know that they don't have it, but they're well aware that you have it. No, I don't know. Of course That's they co- are. You're, putting it, you're looking at no. it from your perspective Slim. as someone who it's thinks of it sexually. It's 100 degrees and your girlfriend's they're wearing pantyhose. They're cooling tights. Okay. They're specially ne- designed ne- to cool you no. off. Up to Stop. seven degrees. <laughs> okay. I can show them to you. <laughs> you don't need to. All right? So they've already made that decision well, in their head. Okay, fine. If they think, oh, this guy likes tights or whatever, that's a little different than opening a box and finding right. this oddly shaped thing. So there thing you go. So a, take that out because they've already, yeah. they've already decided you guys are, you know, well on your way to kinky town, as you called it. Bro, I don't think your neighbors are surprised by this if they stole it. Two, I don't think they stole it, to be honest I with you. I don't think they did either. I, I, mean, think I don't know if the, I I don't think know the, the driver guy did, did I but it could have been did. somebody. Who knows? I, just based on the evidence, it looks like it was him. I think we have enough circumstantial evidence, honestly, to at least get a grand jury convened. I think they might indict him. Okay. Well, that said, he delivers your groceries all the time. Yeah. Start leaving packages out there. And see what happens? Well, I mean, you know, no, make it so that he knows that you know. Yeah. Like, um, you know, put a pa- package like out there. Like that guy on YouTube? Like the ones that explode no, 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 with glitter? No, 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 I don't even think you have to do that. I think you just put a package out there when he's coming it's in a box and, you know, it just says, be careful, may vibrate. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, put out little stickers, not a bomb, may vibrate. So he sees it so that he knows that you know. Yeah. I'm just going to get a different grocery delivery service. Don't go that far. Uh, why not? I mean, at this point, it's too embarrassing. Why are you embarrassed? Also, I can't trust the guy. Well, the guy shouldn't be stealing. No, okay? he shouldn't, but you shouldn't be and embarrassed. And I was missing groceries, too, so did he take those? Now, I get refunded for those when they don't show up, mm-hmm. but they didn't show up, so it's like, is he also stealing groceries? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's going on with this guy? Where's my dog food, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think maybe it's time to switch services, and I, I also feel like I have no uh, avenue that, that I can pursue when it comes to like a refund if it was stolen, as far as I know. I've never, I've never been a victim of it. You know when you watch these... 
these shows and people say that someone broke into their house and stole stuff and they weren't even home, but they felt this violation. They felt so violated. You know, it, it's, it's your home. Even Paris Hilton, she said she felt violated when these bling ring people were going to your home. It's, a, it's just a feeling and you never get that feeling of safety back. As someone who's never had a package stolen before, I now feel violated. I now feel that feeling that Paris Hilton had or that feeling that someone has when an intruder breaks into their home. My home is no longer this safe space that it was. It now must be guarded, and I must put up a camera, okay. and people now steal well, I want you to have my a camera, porch. but I want you to put boxes out there, put stuff out there that okay. vibrates. All right. I'll, so I'll when it comes up, updated. it's just like, meh, right? I'll keep you updated. Or I could put a box out there. It looks like an Amazon thing, and I don't have to go to the levels that the YouTube guy does, but I could at least just put, like, old fruit in it or something so he stops, so that he knows that I know. Like, hey, man, ha-ha, we knew you'd take this, and now you've got, you know, Whatever, rotten food in here is trash. You just picked up a box of trash because we know you steal stuff. Something like that, you know. What? Yeah. I'm just saying. Whatever. I like the idea there's something vibrating in there. I so get he it. Walks I, up get it. I get it. But now I got to put up a camera. But I don't think you I'm should joining be the, I'm joining the camera club. Have you ever had something, a, a package stolen? I don't think so. Yeah, it's weird, right? You, you've had your car rooted right, through. Car I've stolen. had my car rooted through. You had your car stolen. Right, car Did you stolen. have it stolen twice? Or you had it broken no into more. twice. Stolen Broken once. into more than that. Okay, yeah. You and I never report it. Right. Because what I, are you I, do? I had to report it once. I had to call the cops out. Yeah. Uh, because my prescription medication was in there. Right, yes. You need to and the even though it was uh, just Lexapro, which nobody's going to get high off of, I thought to myself, well, I don't need to call him for my Lexapro. I can just tell my doctor. Still He'll tell give him. me an extra one. But then I was like, that bottle's what I there. don't need is my name on a bottle of Lexapro that they pour the Lexapro out and then sell exactly. Adderall out exactly. of. Exactly. They're like, hey, why are you selling this to kids? I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. My car was broken into. And they're like, you never reported your car broken into? I'm like, yeah. So that was the only time I ever did. I mean, my car being stolen, I did. But one time I was like, oh, they did take my Lexapro. Yeah. Well, this also could be a sign from God that God's like, you've taken too far. I don't, I don't want you to have this thing. You know? Oh, like, no. Because I vacillated on whether or not to get this thing for so oh, long. Oh, no. Don't And you. it's like, you don't, know what? No. We could, I could have got this thing years ago. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't for some reason. And now I finally pulled the trigger and it, it, it gets taken. It's like, maybe you're just, maybe you a don't need to go down this A guy did leave a death threat in my mailbox, so. Yeah. So there's that. And mm-hmm. you got a camera now, right? So I do. Yeah. It's coming handy. handy. It's coming handy. It's really coming yeah, handy really for me. Yes, like, yes, there's yes. been crimes that have happened on my porch. Yes. That I won't get into. That. Without that camera. Without that camera, I'd be in deep ash. And I was just like, yo, why are you doing all this? I have a ring camera. And they're like, damn. Yeah. Like, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm joining the club, my friend. There Hopefully, it's there when I get home if no one stole it. The Church of Lazlo. <laughs> It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We're doom scrolling. A Delta flight. We don't know exactly the details of this flight, where it was headed. At least at the time that I read the story, they said they didn't know. But they now know that there was a Delta flight where there was some sort of health incident with the passenger on the plane. And the pilot of the plane apparently wanted to divert and land the plane to get this passenger help. A co-pilot did not want to divert 
and wanted to continue on to their scheduled destination, right? Okay. Got so mad about it that he threatened to shoot the pilot, and that's when I discovered, and I guess maybe the media, they must have known this already, but pilots are allowed to have guns in the cockpit. And I don't know if that means that they usually do or always do or just okay. rarely do. They're just do, allowed but, to? Yeah. So I don't know. Does that mean, like, do they, are they supposed to? I, I, that part I'm not clear the on. The pilot who worked for Delta Airlines and is identified as James Dunn allegedly threatened to shoot the captain multiple times if he diverted the plane for a passenger's medical emergency. Dunn is now charged with one count of interfering with a flight crew. The indictment reads he used a dangerous weapon in assaulting and intimidating the crew member. The inspector general says Dunn was authorized to carry a firearm through the TSA's Federal Flight Deck Officer Program in the cockpit. The IG does not say which flight was involved or whether the plane did divert for the medical emergency. So we don't know if it diverted. Wait, they don't know. Wait. Yeah, they don't know if it diverted. How do they not know? Because this is the only information they have, I guess, is about this indictment. Wouldn't the plane people be like, yeah. I guess if the people on the plane, they know if that flight diverted or not. But they don't know that this co-pilot was threatening the pilot with a gun on that flight, potentially. They had no idea that that this was happening. I guess the people who were on the plane don't know that these are one and the same? They just think they got diverted one time? Right. And when they could see Or they didn't get diverted. Or didn't, but they could see this story and have no idea that it was a flight that they were on. Because if this fight happened up in the cockpit and the doors closed and the mics aren't on, it's, you know... That's a good movie. What? A fight between the co-pilot and the pilot? Like, we're going to land? I got to catch this other flight because I got to get home to my wife? Yeah. And the pilot's like, this person's having a heart attack? And then he's like, I'll shoot you in the face. Yeah. You know, I mean... You dumb bitch. They did that hijack show on Apple, kind of... Yeah, but it wasn't like two pilots, was it? No, but, well, it sort of was in the beginning because they had to get the door open. That's a big loophole in the story because all those cabins are locked. So in order for that show to work, they had to explain how they would ever get that door open. So in order to get the door open, the hijackers were like, hey, guess what, pilot? We know that you cheat on your wife, and if you don't open the door, we're going to tell your wife that you cheat on her. Not only do you cheat on her, you cheat on her with the flight attendant. And he's like, oh boy. And his so co- opens and it? his co-pilot is a woman, and she's like, so what? We are definitely not. A, we, you know, this right. is a transatlantic flight. We are not opening. This is the, the dumbest door. story I've ever heard. It's so dumb. And so then the pilot, with it doesn't take him long, by the way. It, it escalates quickly, as Will Ferrell would say. Picks up like one of those thermos water bottles, the metal ones, and starts beating his co-pilot in the face, like open the door, because he didn't want his wife to find out he was cheating. I was like, okay, that's. You guys did not do a good job getting through that loop. But he knew the person wanted in through the door to what? But they were hijackers. He knew that they were hijackers and yeah. was like, we're not going to let them in. But then they're like, well, we'll tell you that you're cheating I on your wife. I don't think you do that. I don't think that. I, and then to Especially just beat now your you're like, hey, you should have texted that to me personally. <laughs> right. I like, mean, because I would have then handled this and gotten you in here. But now everyone knows. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it was so def- as soon as ever we get off this plane, if we do, they're all going to be like, he let he him cheated, in cheated. because he cheated yeah. on his wife. Like, we can't do this. Yeah. Well, they're communicating through like a little camera that the co- pilots can see. So at least the co-pilot knows. Yeah. Now right. That people know. We can't. But I don't know. The She's pass- going to tell people. The passengers people know, know. Yeah, she'll know. It was really Once dumb. it's been spoken out loud, then it needs to just go everywhere. Was, I've always said it that. Was now, if this has been it's it a there. secret, that's fine. Yeah. But now it's been spoken out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So now... It's for the world to know. Yeah, they needed help with that part of the story because that was a major issue. And they were just like, yeah, we'll just get past it with this. And I was like, okay. It's dumb enough that he would open this door to these hijackers with guns anyway, right, in any circumstance. But then because he's cheating, and then the fact that he starts beating his co-pilot in the face. I mean, she, Lazlo, she's bloodied. Her nose is broken. He almost kills her with this thermos so that he can open the door. And I was like, boy, that is going to be hard for me to get past as this show goes on. And I think that's like in the first episode. Moving on. 
Uh, the FBI says that the threat level in the United States is up for terrorism because of what's going on in Israel right now and Gaza. And apparently the FBI says that a Cornell student was arrested after allegedly calling for violent uh, deaths of his Jewish peers and making these threats. So this is just one example, but the FBI is saying there's been others and we should all be on high alert because... There could be more of these and someone could be successful. A Cornell University student now under arrest, accused of threatening to kill his Jewish classmates. Patrick Dye allegedly posted online that he was going to shoot up 104 West, which police say is a Cornell University dining hall that caters to Jewish students. The arrest is part of what law enforcement is calling perhaps the most challenging threat environment in recent memory. Now, I am not trying to get active shooters any type of advice here, but you're thinking, I want to go shoot up the kosher dining hall. How serious are you about it if you start posting about it online? That's my thing. Like, you're a student at Cornell. When you post on Facebook or wherever, like, I'm going to go shoot up the kosher dining hall, they're, they're, they don't, you know, they're, they're, they're going to come get you. Most likely. I mean, I guess maybe not because this shooter in Maine, they certainly had lots of warnings about him. But generally speaking, when you post something about shooting up a school, you want to go kill your classmates, you want to go uh, shoot up a mall, whatever, and you post that stuff on social media, they come looking for you pretty quickly. Someone reports it and the cops come looking. I don't know, maybe someone could point out examples of times where an active shooter did shoot a bunch of people, right. and then we found out that they had... But you, you know, got to go check it, it now, out. It's different if they're doing it as they're walking into the place that they're going to shoot up, and like, I'm about to shoot this place up, and then they do it, well, then the cops don't have time to respond. But I can't think of a time where someone posted, I'm going to go do this, and then you know, a day later... Or two days later, they went and shot the place up. To me, that's almost like, you know, like they say, a cry for help when you don't actually think you're going to kill yourself. I think we've heard of it. Like, at least they said, you know, here's red flags. Red they flags, said yes. they were going to do something like that. Like the guy in Maine had so like many red flags. just wait until I do I this. Kill people. Like, right. Yeah, like, but for some reason, it's close enough. But when you post it on social media, it's like they, they come. Someone tells oh, on yeah. you, and they come for you. I've seen so many stories of kids having cops come to their house because they posted something about, you know, and it doesn't even have to be, I'm going to shoot up the school and kill everyone. It could just be, God, you know, I hate everyone. I wish I could kill bullies. Something like that. And they go, we're reporting this, and then the cops come, as they should, and they check it out because of the world we live in. just kind of monitor Facebook? Is that a thing? I don't know, but they certainly, uh, they could probably use them, but they certainly seem to get this stuff reported pretty quickly when people right. post so it. Right, so, I mean, there are just so, so many accounts. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know, I think? I think they, someone usually. I know, calls but if them. nobody does, I still feel like there's. They, you know, they they say they spotted it. Yeah, is it usually someone? Well, Facebook has an algorithm, some sort of AI, whatever you want to call it, that looks for keywords, and it I does. think it will flag them like, hey, and these images or these. FBI, mm, I think so because I know, know it has a bunch got, of. The FBI has to have a social networking team. Yeah, a monitoring team Absolutely. of some sort, I'm and sure. I'm guessing they can't monitor everything, but they have. They, to. they probably get you know a million. And they probably get it from Facebook. You might want to check this out. Because Facebook has it. I know Facebook has a team of people that sit around and see this stuff. And it's usually because it's already been flagged by the AI or whatever you want to call it. The algorithm, the 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 software has said, hey, this image might be bad. Or I saw that in uh, that documentary about Pornhub. Mm. Did you see that? I'm sure. I I don't remember, but I I don't remember what it's called. And I I I think it was about Pornhub, but um they just had a room full of people who just watch porno all day. I did listen to sure a, some okay. I listened to a podcast series about Pornhub, and they talked about that. And I people watched sitting, a documentary. Okay, I don't remember if I watched the documentary or not, but yes, uh, same thing with Facebook. I listened to something about Facebook where they were talking about these people. They interviewed people. Well, I'm who, sure they do. All they do is sit around and like I see thousands of images of child pornography every day. 
Like that's my job right. is to look at stuff. I see people murdered. I see uh, child pornography. It's for like, God, Facebook, just for Facebook. Yeah, and you're like God. I know. Like who's trying to post who's this? Posting apparently, that on Facebook. Apparently happens a lot. At least at the time that that podcast came out, they made it seem like they were overwhelmed. It happens constantly. The software has to help them flag the Wait, stuff. Wait, you looked at uh, Poncho on a Twitch says he did that as a part time job. Wait, you looked at porno as a part. I'm not saying it would be fun. I mean, it'd probably be desensitizing. You're like, oh, whatever. But. I'm not even saying sexually gratifying or anything, right? Like, it's just a ju- anything that you watch, watch porn for fun. But it might be interesting. But you, when you go uh, to work, it's a, it's a job, no matter what. Like we say, we yeah. love this, we love radio, we love music, we've always wanted to do it, but it's still a job to get here. So watching porn would still be a job if you got to go somewhere and watch it. But uh, I, I can't imagine it would be a bad job. No. You're just sitting there watching videos all day. Like you say, it could be bad in the sense that it might desensitize you, but it, you think it would be interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Look at this. You'd have stories to tell, I would think, for sure. Plenty of stories to tell. I mean, if it's it's happening on Facebook like that, I can only imagine what people are trying to upload. My thing, it would be bad for me. It would be bad for me because I don't need any more desensitization. I just don't. And I don't need it to drive me into areas... I don't need stuff that... that Pique your interest? Where the porn world says, you can't see this, where I'm like... I just saw it. I'm the only one. And you can't take that away from my brain. (laughs) Whether Right? My brain is like, whoa. Yeah. Engage mechanism. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that before. Right. And now you're excited to get to work. Right. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Post that stuff again. The Brian Koberger trial, it's going to happen pretty soon. Finally, I feel like we've been talking about this forever. The house where he murdered those students has been boarded up ever since the murder and actually fenced off as well. But the cops were back in there yesterday or the legal teams were back in there. I think the police were with them because they're making one of those 3D animations of the house that they will use during the trial. The doors of 1122 King Road have remained closed for months now. Its windows covered in plywood after four students living in the Moscow, Idaho home were stabbed to death there almost one year ago. But this week, FBI agents are once again entering the home to get more information as the prosecution prepares for suspect Brian Koberger's long-awaited trial. The University of Idaho says investigators asked to gather documentation in the home that will help them construct visual and audio exhibits and a physical model of the home. Now, Brian Koberger and his team had requested access to what they call genetic evidence against him, so the DNA evidence against him. And there was, uh, you know, I guess a waiting period where a judge had to decide whether or not they would grant them this access. I would assume that they do give you that. I mean, it's just like when the prosecution has to give you everything they have. They give it to your defense team. But maybe it's different with DNA. I'm not sure. Anyhow, this Idaho judge granted Brian Koberger's request for access to this DNA evidence against him. And it says that his defense team has questioned how police linked him to the sample. And I guess now they can review and examine the DNA for themselves, but you just send that to a third party. Look, with DNA, it is one of those things like, as a juror, I can't look at it and go, yep, that's him, or say, give me a sample of the DNA, I'll test it myself. You have to believe the expert. So if the expert's working for the cops and you believe maybe a chance that they're lying for the cops, then it just makes sense to me that the defense team would say, we're going to have it tested too. Every time there's DNA evidence against your client, I would think you would have access to it to say, now I want to send it to an expert and make sure that they come up with the same results that you did. I'm not just going to trust you and your lab buddy that you work with all the time, but maybe that's not how it works because they had to request it. All right, we'll take a break, come back, yep. and finish Doom's going here in just a couple minutes. The Church of Laszlo. 
It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We're finishing doom scrolling. All right, let's man. do it, baby. What's your uh, interest rate on your mortgage? You got any idea? That's yeah, low. A lot of people's are like because... Like 3%. Or yeah, because they were really low for a long right. time. They were really low. They had the Great Recession. They were really low. They went up a little bit, but they were still pretty low. And our buddy who's a realtor, I mean, I don't know. You talk to him a lot more. I'm sure he was selling a lot of houses during that t- time frame because, uh, you know, it, it was cheaper to, to buy and pay a mortgage than it was to rent. Now the problem is... Rent is through the roof. Right. Mortgage rates are insanely high. This yeah, is what, what are they now? Like 9%? 8.5, something like that. That, that. This is what all the kids are complaining about. They can't afford rent, and they can't afford to buy a house because that change in interest rate makes a huge difference. Of I didn't know any of this stuff before I bought a house. I had no idea how any of that stuff worked. It's like my ex wanted to buy a house. It's like, okay, whatever. Just right. tell me what I have to do. And then they start explaining stuff, and then they start talking about interest rates, and I'm like, Whatever. 3%, 8% all seem low. I'm thinking like, you know, in terms of car loans, I'd had car loans that were probably 10% interest rates before. So I, I had no idea. And then they're like, no, each percent, you know, means this much money per month in your payment. And I was like, oh my God. Now they're 8.5%, 8%, whatever they are. On top of that, there's no houses to buy. So you got a housing shortage, interest rates are through the roof, and rent is through the roof, so nobody can afford to live anywhere. So we're going to have to start crashing on our couches, Laszlo. In just two years, mortgage rates have gone from 3% to 8%. That adds nearly $1,000 to the monthly payment on today's median-priced home. Rates are surging because the Federal Reserve is still trying to tame inflation, and the economy is still hotter than they'd like. High rates are colliding with record low supply of homes for sale, which real estate agents say is freezing the market well before winter hits. Think about that. She said median priced home. But think about that. If you bought a house for, you know, as if this were still possible, $150,000 and the mortgage rate on that was $1,000 at 3%, it's probably $2,000 at 8%. It's literally twice as much. And when you look at how much rent is... It doesn't help you much because you've Rent's got expensive. R- rent going you know, record high through the roof prices, at least according to everything that I see. I, right. I mean, I guess I see a lot of it from social media and people complaining about it. But now they're talking about doing Airbnb bans, VRBO bans. Certain cities have talked about that because you've got – it's one thing when some guy like Laszlo decides, you know what? I'm going to buy a couple old houses – I sort of know what I'm doing. I'll fix them up a little bit, and I've got these five houses. I'm going to rent them. I'll right. find tenants, and I'm going to rent them. That's a little different than a big corporation coming in and saying, we're going to buy hundreds, thousands right. it's of houses, deal. or we're going to buy hundreds or thousands of multi-living uh, properties, right? right? Apartment buildings, whatever, and we're going to own all that. Or instead, what we're going to do is we're going to turn that stuff into an Airbnb. So those houses in your neighborhood that used to be for sale, the person who was going to sell it, someone told them, hey, you know, you could sell your house or you could just go ahead, move, buy that new house you want and just Airbnb your house because you make a lot of money Airbnb in your house as opposed to selling it. You basically have a rental property for the rest of your life. So I don't know how to fix it, but it seems like all of those things are bad and it seems like it's really hard right now for someone to buy a house. And I know for a fact that if I got kicked out of my house right now, I would not be able to buy a house. 
I wouldn't. There's, no, I yeah. wouldn't. I would not be able no. to. Like, I wouldn't be able to afford it. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't qualify. I could not buy a house right now. No. And that sucks because that's one of the few things. And I think you've agreed with this, Lazo. That's one of the the few things of the American dream, or whatever. That I once I did it, once I had it, I was like, okay, this is pretty sweet. And I know the bank owns right. it. People say, well, you're still making payments on it. It's not like it's paid off. It's not. I don't know how to explain it, but. There is something to it. I just, well, I mean, I until that it. big housing crisis where we, everybody got duped. Yeah. You know, it was an, an investment. investment because yeah. you're like, yeah, I still pay the bank for it, but it's worth more than what I owe them. Right. So I'm building this nest egg and I'm getting building a equity. place to live. I've got equity, right. right. So even if, you know, uh, I still owe everybody $200,000, you know, I, I it feels While I still have equity in my house, it feels like, it feels fragile. Right, it, it you know feels I mean, it's right not on. like what, when my dad or your dad owned a house. It was like, man, no way I'm going to lose money on this. Well, and also, who's going? It's harder to find a buyer because ha- who's going to buy a house at eight percent? Well, so now you've got to bring your fragile. price. Yeah, you got to bring your well, price before down. Before it was, I just keep making payments. In twenty years, you'll be able to sell it for ten times what you bought it for. Yeah, I. Think, That's not the case anymore. I think the Airbnb stuff all seemed like a good idea at first, and. <clears throat> I don't know. The more that people complain about it, the more I think that makes sense. It's just renters are not going to treat a place the same as an owner. We know that. There's evidence to back that up. When someone rents a condo, when someone rents a house, they tend to do more damage to the property in a short amount of time. They tend to be louder or whatever. I have people over all those things. Airbnb try to institute all these no-party policies and things like that. But if you live in a touristy area or an area where – it really is just about anywhere. But if you live mm-hmm. in a neighborhood of houses and there are a bunch of Airbnbs there, it can be kind of a pain in the ass. On top of that – the bigger issue here is that if you want to buy a house and you go, I want to live in that neighborhood, well, there's a bunch of houses that the owners don't live in anymore that they want to get rid of, but instead they're all Airbnbs now, so they're not for sale. Right. So there's this major housing shortage. When I was a kid, they were building like crazy. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Well, are they building like crazy now or is building up? Is building Around my up? area. Is there a lot of construction for new homes? There's a lot of it in my area, but it's not new homes. It's, you know multi-family, I don't know if they're apartments yeah. or condos or whatever, Yeah, but they're putting them up everywhere. Because where you live, when I was a kid, my mom worked for a home builder, so the whole time I was growing up, that whole area where you lived, that whole part of that county, they were constantly building houses. New neighborhoods, new houses, they just kept going further south, but I just thought as a kid, this is what we do. We just keep building and building, and more mm-hmm. people will be born, and we'll just keep building more and more houses, because that lasted a long time, until all of a sudden the construction boom stopped. And they said, oh, we're not building now. People were out of work because they weren't building new houses. And then you had 2008 when people all got effed on those subprime mortgages. Right. And some people Which were able to take one. advantage of. My brother loved subprime mortgages. Of course he would. He's the kind of person that was like, yeah, I love this. I get a low rate. And then he would sell it before mm-hmm. the arm came in. I happened to get lucky. What, that you just happened to get out of there in time? Yeah, because if you remember, I, ha- I-, I bought a house. And first, I did like a first five. Before. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you rented up from mm-hmm. me. That was like a five-year arm or whatever it was. Okay. And then, but I bought that, you know, before you rented from yeah. me, and then I moved to Seattle. Right. And then once I was in Seattle for a little bit, I'm like, well, I should just sell this. Yeah. And so I sold it. And didn't and have to deal with it. Didn't have to deal with it, but didn't even realize that I was getting out from under an arm. How'd you to find out To be honest with it? you. Did your, did, someone, did your realtor tell you? Or no, I knew, I knew it was an arm, and I knew, like, I knew the concept of it, but I wasn't all that worried about it. And I sold it before that, uh, and then I started hearing the news stories about these people had a five-year arm, yeah, and their mortgage went from you know twelve hundred dollars to fifty-two hundred dollars, yeah. 
I was like, damn, I had that. Yeah. Thank God I moved to Seattle or else I would have been stuck with that house. It was like all the bad things you could do. They were qualifying everyone. You mm-hmm. could make minimum wage and you qualified for a $400,000 house. They were getting people these you know, $700 a month mortgages, but that was only for a year, two years, maybe even three years. But then once that arm was up or hit or however they say it, Suddenly, like you say, you're paying $5,000. They can't right. afford that. Yeah. A lot of them could barely afford that really way too cheap mortgage payment that right. they were paying before. Drop the keys off on the table. On top of that, it's not just interest rates and stuff. Your property taxes can change. So you go, oh, if someone says, here's your mortgage, here's your interest rate, you're locked in for this long. Like where I live, they change the property taxes and it's suddenly, oh, your mortgage just went up 50%. Mm-hmm. 50 because they need to make up some money there so they've increased your property taxes. Well, that doesn't even that, go with the whole credit thing, which is just a scam. I know people talk about, like, oh, China has a... Social know, credit social score. I'm like, so like, do we. we. Right, of course we so do. So do we. It's we the same talking goddamn about. thing. You go to a job, to, and they, they check your credit when you apply for right. a job. How is that not a social your credit, credit score? credit can become worse if you get divorced. Right. You're insured. That's what all, those are all social credit scores. Yeah, they talk about this doom and right. doom, like the social credit. I'm like, well, what exactly we is ours? We have that, and why, why do we have it? And also, like, we did not used to have it. No, of it's course. It's crazy people think, I mean, I know you would say, well, yeah, in 1820. No, I'm saying like 40 years ago or whenever they mm-hmm. started it. It hasn't been that long since they started this whole credit score system that we have now. Of course, it also hasn't been that long since everyone started buying everything on credit. You want a new well, refrigerator? Well, they wanted it. They of course. You want a new refrigerator? Because people started making less money, or at least their wages didn't go up. People's right. wages stopped going up, and so they're like, well, I still need to buy a new refrigerator. Well, why don't you finance it? Need to buy a TV. Why don't you finance 1989. it? 1989. 89. There you go. Introduced in 1989, the first broad-based consumer credit score. So that is not Are you that kidding me? long ago. But people just think that it's always been this way as long, you know, at least 20th century, they assume it's been around, that if you wanted to buy stuff, you had to have a credit score. They didn't use to That's do a that. social credit score. Yes, it is, especially the way that they use it now. Because it wasn't that long ago, and it was scandalous that an employer might look at your credit score. Now it's not crazy at all. We we know that no, employers look at credit scores companies, now. Like all yeah. kinds of oh, people. Oh, everybody. Yeah, if you want insurance, they look at your credit score. Right. Well, wait, I'm not trying to finance anything from you. Right. Yeah, but if you got bad credit, you're more likely to get in an accident. Wait, what? I am, or I'm what? I'm more likely. That seems to like not a social credit right. score. That's, to it's me. absolutely a. You're social telling me credit even score. if I pay you up front. It's still going to cost me more because my credit score is low. If I pay for a year right now, if I had an 803 for one year, it would cost me less yep. than because I have a 620. Right. Did yeah, you get divorced, right, sir? Yeah, your that's, insurance yeah, is yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's a social credit score. Absolutely is. Uh, a 14-year-old kid came up with a soap. And don't think they don't, when you apply for a credit card, don't think they don't ask you those questions for a reason. Of course. Single, married, divorced, of course. living, like all that. It's all a social. They're moving. China's not doing anything different than we are. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they're doing different, but I do know that ours certainly seems like a social credit score. And people go, you know, oh, man, could you imagine? That must suck. And I think, well, but we, we sort of have right. that already. Uh, a 14-year-old kid developed a bar of soap that fights skin cancer. 3M, the same 3M that makes all that tape you use for your Christmas decorations. They do some sort of contest for young inventors, and then the winner gets a bunch of cash. And this kid invented soap that helps fight skin cancer with, like, nanoparticles. And the thing is, huh. he says the type of skin cancer that this helps to fight, the average cost of treatment would normally be, like, $40,000. How much is this bar of soap? Seven bucks. Eight bucks. I actually saw a lot of people who were working long hours under the hot sun. People work really long hours in the sun, and there is no uh, awareness or any sort of information being shared around about how dangerous sun exposure really is. So then when they do end up developing issues like skin cancers, uh, it's really just incredibly difficult for them to be able to afford the uh, affordable cures. And the best part of Heyman soap 
is just how affordable it is. It only costs as low as $8.50 in comparison to modern day skin cancer treatments, which the average price of skin cancer treatment is almost $40,000. Do you remember doing those in school where they're like, okay, you know, we want you to invent something and we're yeah, going to have course. some sort of uh, an assembly or whatever right. they call them. And you had to come up with something. Boy, oh boy. I mean, that's rough. I, I'm, I, I mean, remember, I'm asking my I remember, parents. And I can't like, remember mm-hmm. what I came up with. Right. Because whatever it is, it's good. so ridiculous. It's like, can I please opt out of this and do something else? Like, I'm not going to invent anything. What, what do you want me to invent? It's all been invented. You know, that's right. my mindset. It's all done. If it hadn't, if it wasn't already done, then it, people would be doing it right now. It's done. And whoever's working on the stuff that isn't done has a bunch of money and they're smarter and there's a team of them and they're a lot older than me. What do you want from me? I'm 12 years old. I remember the person who won at our state competition or whatever, right. this girl, she won, she made tape, okay, that you put on food. So it had different flavors. So if your cake started to fall apart, or if your whatever type of uh, baked goods started to fall apart, I guess your donuts, you could tape it up with the the tape that matched the flavor. She won. And I thought, that's, a dumbest that's the thing dumbest I've thing I've ever heard. Ever. And you won. Why are we doing this? Right. And it's no offense to you if you're listening, ma'am. Right. By now you're a grown, grown woman. Because you did win. So good for you. But that's dumb. No one has ever thought, you know, man, I just took a bite out of my cake. I wish I could make it look more perfect and again. tape it. Give me that red velvet tape. That was so dumb. And you beat everyone else. So think how dumb... Every other 12 or 13-year-old kid's invention must have been. Now, this kid, he's fighting skin cancer. I mean, that's notable. That's worth something. Someone should probably offer him a job. I like when kids invent stuff. If they do something great like this, like, hey, man. Even if it's not, if it's like just something cool. Yeah, well, there was something. There's a kid who uh, invented, uh, well, he didn't invent them, but he started making his own uh, batting gloves. Okay. And, I mean, he made them, and, you know, they were just like these... Batting gloves are notorious to not last very long. It was like, hey, these are more expensive, but they're going to last a long time. That was basically the whole concept. Okay. And now you see, I mean, they're everywhere. And pros wear them. Yeah. Like, that's just a kid in his garage. Like, yeah, why don't we do this? Yeah. Like, man, that's super smart. Well, that's the thing about kids. They are a little more open-minded to the idea that some of them, obviously yeah. I wasn't, but some of them, they're like, yeah, well, I mean, surely we could probably fix this. I'm looking at things that kids invented. Mm-hmm. They say the popsicle was invented by a kid. Swim flippers. Uh, trampolines. That makes sense to trampolines. I could totally mm-hmm. see that. The snowmobile. Hmm. The kid who invented that in 1922 is 15 years old. Uh, Braille. That's pretty good. Braille's pretty good. How old was that person? It doesn't say how old they were. Uh, T-Pack. What's a T-Pack? Christmas lights. Earmuffs. That's, I could see a kid inventing that. Like put on this hat. Like, no, mom, it's just my ears that are cold. And they come right. with the earmuffs. And wristies. What the hell's a wristie? And the 10-year-old oh, invented wristy, whatever that is. Her wrist began to hurt from the cold, so she decided to find a way. Oh, like a wristband, I guess. Like a, a, a warm wristband? Okay. So there you go. Those are some good ones. Popsicles are good. Trampolines are good. Swim flippers are good. Snowmobile. I mean, that's real good. Of course, you know, in 1922, being 15, that was like being 34 probably. Right. So they weren't as impressed, but still pretty good. Uh, Trump, could he be disqualified from running for president, some Republicans are saying he should be disqualified, and they're trying to bring a case against him because they say that there are rules written that clearly state that his behavior on January 6th disqualifies him from running for election 
for president ever again. For the first time, a court is considering whether former President Trump's conduct on January 6th disqualifies him from holding elected office. A group of Republican voters is arguing the 14th Amendment bars candidates who engaged in insurrection from running. It's one of several constitutional challenges to Trump's candidacy, but Trump's attorneys call the case weak. Okay, if the 14th Amendment does ban candidates who participated in insurrection from running for president, well, then that sounds like he would be banned from running for president, right? And I don't have it in front of me. I don't have the 14th Amendment in front of me, but if it says banned, if you, if you participate in insurrection, you're banned from running. Yeah, I would think so. I guess they would, of course, be arguing that it wasn't insurrection. But that's, what they, that's what we're going to court about, right? But, well, yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't exactly know. I thought they were well, going to court that he wouldn't leave it. office and that he was... Yeah, but if he, I election. mean, some of these court cases are about him participating, right? Well, this anyway, I guess now a court is considering whether or not he should be banned. Maybe that court is considering whether or not that was clearly insurrection, his behavior on January 6th. Right. I don't think anybody's da- doubting that there is an insurrection because people have been convicted it's of it. So there was, whether he participated he just or just speech. gave a speech. Yeah. That would be, um, I think that's, yeah. and they're arguing that in court, I think. And then he went to his tent and then watched it and then didn't stop it. But that doesn't mean he participated in it, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to my living room and watched it and didn't stop it. I didn't participate in it. Right. So, you know, okay. I guess he's got a defense mm-hmm. there. The Church, the church of Laszlo. No! All right, we got to talk about a band. What's here. wrong, we gotta buddy? Talk, we got to talk about music here for a second. Okay, a band that many people love. I think few hate. Okay. I, can't, I can't imagine hating them if you're a fan of music. I've never heard someone say, "I hate the Rolling Stones." Okay, yeah. can't stand them. Uh, some people are bigger fans than others, right? But they've got a new album, right? They do. Yeah, you didn't know this. No, I didn't know that. So last week How or week before, Mick Jagger, eighty. Now? He's eighty, even. He's eighty. Yeah. And Keith is 79. He'll yeah, he's be still going around, man. He'll be 80 next month. And I want you to think about, like, maybe your dad as he got older. My dad, mm-hmm. you know, uh, passed away at that age. I, I know what kind of shape he was in. Sure. Think about uh, people criticize Biden all the time. He's right. 80, right? And then I want you to imagine someone like Biden singing these songs and dancing around on stage singing these songs. It seems almost impossible. But also the records that they've set. When someone uh, texted me, I don't know, whenever the album was released and said, have you listened to the album yet? And I was like, you know what? I haven't even listened to the song yet. So right. I pulled it up and I was listening to the single and I was like, this is not bad. It's pretty good. But of course, okay. the, the thing that you're thinking more than anything is this guy's 80 hey. years old. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, that's the thing here is that he, he, he's, he's 80. Now, Charlie Watts passed away. So this is the first album that they've done without Charlie Watts. But the remaining three guys still going strong. And they put out this album, uh, Hackney Diamond, and there's a single on it. But here's the real crazy stat. There's a couple different things that they, they've broken quite a few records over the years. But the, this is the one that got me, Lazo. The Rolling Stones are the first act with a Billboard Top 200, uh, or sorry, Billboard 200 Top 10 album each decade since the 60s. So they had an album in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the aughts and the okay. 10s and I guess the 20s. I mean, honestly, I'm not a huge Stones fan. Again, I certainly don't hate them. I, I, I like them, but... I like the Stones. Uh, I, don't, I don't like, oh, they got a new album. I can't wait for it to come no, out. No, I don't no, follow them either. that closely. And I couldn't tell you how great the last album was or the one in the well, 90s. I like it when Paint It Black shows exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. And you've got a few... Burden, absolutely. Some shattered. of those songs in your shuffle that you like to sure. hear come up. But if you say, like, you know that deep cut from the one in the 90s? I'm like, I, don't, I probably don't know it. But I did listen to the new album. And just think about this. So uh, a mo- here's a montage to think about the, the fact that they had an album 
in the Billboard Top 200. They made it into the top 10 every decade since the 60s. You're starting back in the 60s, right? And you just kind of hear their progression. Or I guess... I shouldn't say necessarily their progression, just the fact that they don't seem to be, they don't sound sad. No. They don't sound sad and old. Think of just like 80s bands. Forget about 60s bands. Think about 80s bands and think about them 10 years ago even. Some of those bands that you liked and then maybe you heard them put out something new and you're like, oh. Mm. Or you saw them live and you're like, oh. Well, is the new song any good? But have you not heard the, so that that song there at the end um, that you're hearing is called Angry. They're tours. Mm Mm-hmm. And the longest time they've taken off from touring, uh, let me look here just to make sure I don't get it wrong. I mean, it's like every two to three years, and then at some point, 81, 82, from 82 to 89, they took seven years off from touring. Everything else is they've done a tour and it's a, like a maximum of two years they've taken off. And I mean, you got to figure that includes the tour. So, like, if I go, you know what I mean? So, right. there's 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 75, 76, 78, 81, 82, 89, 90, 94, 95, 97, 98, 99, 2002, 3, 5, 6, 7, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, <laughs> yeah. 21, and 22. I mean, my Jesus, man, they haven't taken a day off. And That's one reason why he's in shape. Right, but it's not... I mean, to be honest... Now, I don't know what they're doing now, but if you if you look at, like, Keith Rick Richards' uh, life and, and just the stories that he's told, look at the books, right? Yeah. It's not like these guys were living the Joe Rogan lifestyle no. to try and live forever. They were doing oh. the exact opposite, other than getting exercise. They, get a lot of exercise they were getting they, exercise. They did work out. I'm not a sex. I don't think Jagger said he would work out a lot because he'd get so tired up there. The exercise part makes And he sense. also said that he did a lot of heroin and that he wouldn't suggest heroin yep. to regular people because when you have to go up and be, wake up and be an accountant in the morning, it's very hard to be hooked on heroin. Yeah. But when all you got to do is write a new album, kind of worked that. into his lifestyle. I remember that. So, like, what a crazy, true though, right? I guess. Yeah. That decades thing really got me because I mean obviously no one's going to no one can go back to the '60s and try and break that record but just to do it that many decades in a row to be the first act to reach the top ten with new albums in every decade since the '60s and then they've also extended their record as the act with the most U.S. top ten albums of all time. If someone asked you at a bar tonight without me having told you this, someone said, "Hey, um, who's had the most U.S. top ten albums of all time?" Would you guess the Stones? Right, it's taking me a while to get to the Stones. Right, but then you think like you know Michael Jackson when you when you realize that it's the Stones, you're like oh I guess he didn't put out that many albums. You right, know what I mean? no, it's I'm like, with you, but I, and, my first guess because he owns all of them. Yep, he's got Madonna, all, and we hear all this stuff about Madonna. She's the right. third biggest uh, artist of all time. Biggest and you say female no artist. to 
those two, then I start to think, okay, where, 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 Pink Floyd? Maybe I'm starting to I don't know how many route. they've got, right? They right. Don't, I don't really know. Like Dark Side of the Moon two albums. Yeah, but how many know, more? Number of, and The Wall. You know, top 20 for 500 years Right, or but number of albums. I know. I only know two. I'm trying to guess maybe then I'm going yeah. to Zeppelin. The Stones, maybe I get there. I After would be you thinking say it's pop, not Michael Jackson, like you it's not said, Madonna. But when you go Michael Jackson, I would be thinking pop. I'd be thinking of these groups like: is it Beyonce? Is it Taylor Swift at this point? Is it you know? I don't know how many albums she's put out. For all I know, she could have ten. I really don't know. But it, they already had the record for most top ten albums of all time. Um, but they've just you right. know. Now, do you know who second place is? I'll just you know. No. Since we're sitting here trying to guess, because you didn't guess anything close to who second place was, although. I would consider it uh, pop for sure. And again, this is the most U.S. top 10 albums of all time. Rolling Stones, number one with 38. Barbara Streisand, number two with 34. You don't think Barbara Streisand, but then when you say it, you go, okay, that makes sense. Barbara Streisand probably has a lot of albums. Like Frank Sinatra had a lot of albums. Or Billy Joel has had a lot of albums. I mean, I guess he stopped a long time ago, but he was putting them out regularly. It's got to be one of those artists that continues to put out albums and that continues to right. sell tickets and all those things. So Barbara Streisand is number two. kind of wish I knew who number three was, actually, because with Barbara Streisand at two, I'm like, well, is number three then someone like Sinatra? or And I don't Neil know how, how big is it exactly. Is it someone like that? So this is their first new album. Or is it Zeppelin or the Beatles? Right, yeah. Again, I, I'm not the classic rock guy, so if you told me that there's only X number of albums. I'd be like, but oh, I don't okay. know the answer. I really, I really don't know. But yeah, so you haven't heard this new song? No. Uh, okay, well, if we set aside their age, I think you think that's a pretty good song. Uh, but I'm sorry, I can't help but listen to this and think, how is this possible? And think about other people I know who've made it to 80 and what they look like and um, what they sound like. Springsteen's album was good. Yeah, he's not 80. No, he's 70. He's 60, so yeah, 70 right. maybe. There's a big, big difference between 70 and 80, though. That's the other thing. A big difference. Things change. And these guys are 80. I mean, Keith turns 80 next year, but Mick is 80. Yeah, I think you like this song. It's, uh, it's called Angry. The Church of Laszlo. Is that it? I got to pee. <clears throat> well, we're almost done. Jesus Christ, I got to pee. I know. It's felt like uh, a full day today. Just, it has. Just you and me. Snow cone's still sick. No snow cone. Did you see... Um, well, probably not because it was a TikTok thing, and I only see this stuff because I'm looking for stuff to talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. But this guy was reading the terms of service on the McDonald's app. I okay. remember. Do you remember when Joe Rogan read the TikTok terms of service and it went viral? Mm-hmm. I don't remember who we had on. Maybe he had Theo Vaughn on or somebody, okay. but um, it went viral because he was like, you know, I went down this rabbit hole last night and started looking at the TikTok terms of service. And he started just going through them. And, I mean, they are pretty crazy, but I would assume, honestly, that a lot of these apps are pretty crazy. This guy reads the McDonald's one. It's a, it's a much shorter version, but he's still shocked by this. So I went on the McDonald's mobile app today, and I saw this. And basically, you have to agree to the new terms and conditions to continue using the app, you know. And I started reading. These include a binding arbitration provision and a waiver of your right to a trial in court. Including your right to a jury trial? What? (laughs) And I can't go to the continue unless I press this, which says, I intend to and understand that I am agreeing to a legally binding contract. So it says that uh, I've seen some articles saying that the new terms of service uh, have some people deleting the app. I don't have the app. I do. Um, You do? What do you use it for? Uh, I don't. You don't? I think I downloaded it when it, you know, was became wildly popular, and I didn't even know it was wildly popular. Would people order ahead, and then is 
Well, for what? McDonald's. Oh, no, no. I thought you were talking about TikTok, man. I'm no, sorry. I was no, confused. No, the McDonald's. This guy's you talking about McDonald's. You have the TikTok app, though, don't no, you? No, I don't. I've never had the TikTok app. Oh. TikTok app. But this guy's talking about McDonald's. That's the one that people are talking about deleting after their new terms of service because... I see it when the drive... I might have downloaded it because I see it through the down drive through and it says just pick up your food. You don't have to order it or anything. It's so weird because McDonald's was already so fast. It so was. the idea of like order ahead... Well, I'm still pulling up, but I mean, how could it really be much? I still faster? have to wait behind the cars in front of me. I guess if unless you're, I go in, there's a but line I, of cars. Nah, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it helps. The, the ordering ahead stuff at a lot of places has just made me angry because they've got these. You know, you, like when you walk into Chipotle, you're like, oh, there's nobody here, and then you stand there and like, oh, hold up, because they're just yeah, making oh, orders for people that are coming in and doing DoorDash, but. They talk about, in the, one of the articles I found, they said, look, you know, just about all of us have clicked agree on the terms and conditions that right, we don't read through. iPhone? No, no one's read through, for Constantly. any app, for any app, for every app you download, for your phone, yeah, for yeah. Spotify, whatever it is, everything it has terms of service. That's my thing. There are so many things that are written that don't make them so. Yeah. Like, if you look on the back of your concert tickets, or sometimes, like, Sporting event tickets, they'll be like, you know, hey, by buying this ticket, you agree to. Right, exactly. Mm. Uh, uh, an amusement park, you know, mm. uh, if you bought this wow. ticket, you understand that you can't sue. The signs that people put up that say, like, beware of dog. And then your dog right. attacks someone. You're like, well, I have the sign. And they jump the fence. Mm. It doesn't really matter. At least that's what I've heard. My brother's a lawyer. He's told me that that stuff doesn't really yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem like it does. It doesn't have an effect in, in most instances, at least. I got to think that if in the McDonald's app terms of service, it actually says that you have waived your right to sue them, and you've waived your right to a jury trial, that that's probably not true. I doubt that McDonald's can within its terms. I don't know, though. Maybe a, a lawyer from McDonald's would say, dude, it said right there he's what? waived his right to a trial. I mean, well, what it would do is make it, the proceedings longer, and you have to pay your lawyer more to sue true? him. True. Now they'd be like, hey, first, now we have to discuss whether this thing that you signed is legally binding in court. Well, I mean, we have prenups, right? And if you get a prenup, those usually hold but, up. But, but they that? still fight them in court. They still fight them, but they usually hold up. And what did they say? They say, you're not going to sue me for my money or whatever. That's just a, you know generality. But they, they often hold up in court. So I guess it's possible that if a lawyer for one of these corporations said, look, you clicked agree. Right. And yeah, it's 17 pages long. But in there, it says you waived your right to sue us. I think the you problem, waived- if I was a lawyer, and I'm not, I think the problem would be like, yeah, I clicked something. As opposed to a prenup where I signed, signed it, it, it was notarized. notarized. Right. Yeah, yeah that's a big totally difference. But, but then if that's the case, then why even bother having these because, terms of service? To because begin it costs you and your... If you're going to sue McDonald's, the first thing you do is got to go to court and pay him to fight this thing first. Well, and just more I think some people, that you're it might fight. scare them away. They're like, ah, damn. Well, I think like, what so scares that, them away hey, is the cost. Well, well, if, but if their lawyers call you and say, hey, no, you can't sue us because you clicked the terms of service, I'm sure some people are like, ah, damn, I didn't read the terms of service. Yeah, now, right. I don't know how many people that is, but that sum there, that's worth it alone right there. Terms of service, though, is one of those things that for whatever it is, they've all gotten so long, no one is reading through no. these things. And this is something where Congress could actually do something and say, look. The terms of service have to be a reasonable length, and we have to decide how legally binding they are if every single thing is going to have terms of service. I mean, with the TikTok one, when that went viral, it was because people thought it was scary. You know, like I found 
one of these organizations that put together, I know TikTok has updated their terms of service because people got so freaked out, but like they did a breakdown of each part of their terms of service. Like your private messages can be read. Uh, the service can delete specific content without prior notice and without a reason. Okay. You waive your moral rights. What does that mean? This service may collect, use, and share location data. This service shares your personal data with third parties that are not involved with this operation. Third-party cookies are used for advertising. Many different types of personal data can be collected. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, at this point, I think, Young people certainly know, and I think most adults know, that anything you're using on your phone, if someone came up with an app, there's a very good chance, maybe not with McDonald's, but there's a very good chance that that app only exists to collect data because that's what's valuable. Well, data yeah, is valuable. And sure. I remember when, when Joe Rogan read that thing on his show, and his guest was like, do you think they just like create TikTok? Just? Yeah. And he's like, yes, of course. What, right. what do you think? Google has all the apps that they have. It's right. data collection. That's what's valuable. You got to sell something at the end of the day. People who sell stuff need to advertise yeah, that stuff. In order to advertise it, they want data. That is valuable. Why would I waste my money advertising to a bunch of people I don't know, hoping that one of them might be interested if when I could target Lazo and say, yep. I know for a fact this dude is going to want this free pants. month to premium. I got a bunch hobby. of pants advertised. Right. Whatever yeah. it is. I get a lot of right. shoes. A lot of, it's whatever I've been looking at recently. I did have one, though, that was a little weird where on my laptop, I looked something up. Not on Amazon. I, I Googled something. And, I mean, I was on Firefox. I, so, I mean, I am signed in, I guess. But I looked this thing up. And then that was it, and it was something for someone else anyway. And then later I started seeing it advertised to me on Amazon. I think a lot of times that happens. People always say, our phones are listening to us or whatever. I think a lot of times what happens is you forget that you looked it up somewhere else probably. But in this one, I was like, man, I... I just looked. It's not something I even really want. I looked up that one time, and I don't really care because at this point I know. Well, I like the that ads to at least be well, something me too. I want. Targeted ads. Brooke says all the time she wishes Instagram would launch like a sister app that's like these are just the ads. Yeah, exactly. That's all it I is. I think people will go to. They them. should Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Just launch here. Nothing but ads. You can scroll through and look at the ads. People scroll we through should Amazon. Build that app. Well, I mean, they own the data. Like all they got to do, they can do it overnight if they wanted to. I'm just surprised they haven't. Like, hey, here's your targeted ads. Right. Because if you go on Facebook, you get the same ads you get on Instagram because it's the same company. Right. And I think they do the best job. I, I assume I'm getting you targeted ads. You would go ads to like a cool yes. targeted ad app. That's crazy. I would too, though. Right. We go to app. We right. go to yeah, apps that aren't. Want. You go to Wish. You go to apps sure. that aren't targeted. Sheen so here's River, just all the Am- online companies. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Here's uh, Instagram's version. And Man, it's I bet you can even ask stuff. people. Give us 20 things you're into. What's the last five things you bought online? Yeah, they'll tell you. Absolutely. And then they're going to see what you actually click on and what you scroll past, and it gets better and better. But Facebook's already done that. They've had so much time to see what you look at, what you click on. They've already got it, man, and we've already given them the information. Just launch Instagram shop, right? Just launch it already. Here it is. I like it. Just ads from third-party companies. They should do it. Someone's going to text us and say it. I'm getting nothing but ads for dills of vibrate. I'll see. So this thing is listening to us then. I, some people swear my that their favorite. phones are listening to them. I got cutoffs with nylons. Yeah. My favorite Rolling Stones I, record. I have a feeling you probably were searching those things over there. But what did you think of the Rolling Stones song? By I the way, liked it. Right? I did like it. And you can't help but think they're 80, right? Yeah, but I liked it. Yeah, no, it's it's a good song. Yeah. Like if it was a song they put out 10 years ago, 20 years ago, would be like, oh, that's a good Rolling Stones yeah. song. I yeah, liked it. I like it. It gets stuck in your head. All right. Are All right. we done? I got to pee, Now man. we can be done. All right. Good show, Mick. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.